you wanna learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune in to WP88.7, Brave New Radio. We got managers, producers, record labels, concert promoters galore. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yeah! yeah! Music Biz 101 and more live from Nashville, Tennessee, the Boy. volunteer state. Make sure you go to our website, musicbiz101wp.com. Sign up for that newsletter. You need to sign up for a newsletter. Follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, at musicbiz101wp. And, of course, we have a podcast, which many of you are listening to right now, mm-hmm. and you found it at iTunes or SoundCloud, Music Biz, Ampersand 101. No, Music Biz 101, <laughs> Ampersand, more. Music Biz 101 and more. I'm your professor, David Kirk Philp. Who are you? I am Stephen Marconi. Dr. Esteban. Yes. And so as you listen, you'll hear a student. You're going to hear a great, great person. But this was a summer class because of William Patterson, the university. So we want to thank Ashley Weltner, who's been our engineer for all of our radio shows yes. over the past year, and she hooked us up with this tremendous technique of recording that we're doing right now. And we should give thanks, so we put our uh, hands together, legs together, eyes closed, heads down. Thanks to the folks at Van Dyne Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management, with artists like Charlie Puff, Dave Matthews, and Kith. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to VB. Hyphen. CPA.com when you are ready. And we should all give thanks to Christine Vey. Oi, a wealth manager and the president of <laughs> Oi Vey Management. <laughs> Oi Vey Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson the University to manage their investments and plan out for their retirement. If you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have any questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance retirement planning, give Christine a call at repeat after me, 732. 732. 455. 455. 1510. 1510. You can also email her, Christine at oi. theywealth.com. And take the last oi off for savings. That's right. Many shout outs <laughs> to many different people, but don't forget managing your band's sixth edition. By the time you hear this, it has been out for a year, but like fine wine, it's aging beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's a book, it's in color, it's got glossy pages, and only a few mistakes. Very few mistakes, <laughs> so you're going to love it. And always contact, uh, contact us. Again, go to musicbiz101wp.com, and that's where you can find everything out. Again, big thanks to the Music Biz Association for having us here. Yes. And now on to La Interview. Okay, it is recording, so that's good. Three, two, one. Yes, Music yeah. Biz 101 and more. Who are you? Um, your co-host. That's right. I'm your professor, David Kirk, Kirk Philp, and you are? Uh, his co-host. That's right. Dr. Esteban Marconi. Ah. And it's great to be here today in Nashville, place mm-hmm. of dreams. And yes. we're here with, today with Kellen Barnes. That's right. From originally Iowa. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan. You, but your parents moved to Iowa. They do. Right. We so. could go over this every time I'm on this show, I think. <laughs> Literally every time. For our regular listeners, yeah. um, Kellen hates me. Yeah, so I think good. we got that we got that down. Yeah. But you're uh, a music 
an entertainment industries minor yes, at William Patterson University. Yeah. And what is your major? Business. Media studies. Media studies. Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. It's the study of media. The study of media, okay. which Very pertains good. nothing to the music industry. <laughs> no, not, not at all. But we have a guest with we us do. today. We're not going to talk anymore about you. But Thank you God. will lead the discussion as we talk about Omri. That's right. I rolled that R for you again. <laughs> Don't roll the R, kids. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have Omri Dolev, correct? Yeah, yeah that's correct. Um, he's quite the entrepreneur. You've literally dabbled in pretty much everything, according to your LinkedIn profile. It's quite a good read. Um, why don't you kind of give the listeners just a little bit of your background, because you've been in literally everything. My background? Uh, I've been in business since 1999. Uh, started with content uh, website creation, where you know, when building a website was still... A huge task, and I built what has been since nine, 2000 the biggest web uh, news portal in Israel called Ynet. Ynet, Y N E T. Okay, Ynet. Uh, it's the biggest news portal owned by the biggest daily newspaper. Mm-hmm. So after that, I worked a little bit for the newspaper and then did a lot of mobile content and launched quite a substantial mobile uh, content company. And later, I partnered with uh, some American uh, investors to found the company that I still own called Lev Group. Mm-hmm. And Lev Group started as a mix of, uh, we did actually something that is very physical. We produced uh, uh, organic supplements and teas in India, working with some marginal farmers there, and mm-hmm. had some brick and mortar stores, which we sold. And we had a small business that was uh, around music then, because uh, my partners were involved in, in this business. And then after we sold uh, the organic food business, only music remained, so we had no option but to grow this business. So we grew it, and we started off with having the exclusive representation of the Warner Music Catalog in Israel. And later we went into publishing uh, and got a few other catalogs and developed our own stuff. And in the last few years, uh, we've created kind of a mix between our own entrepreneurship around uh, digital uh, media asset building, unique technologies, a a lot of uh, genre-specific content development. And it's kind of a mix all around media, but some directly connected to music, some not so much. And I'm doing my own... own, uh, things um, separate in this around uh, art trading and uh, technology and all that so it's kind of a mix but all of it at the end of the day is connected to content the value of content copyrighted uh, stuff and technology that's awesome that's mm-hmm. you've literally done everything I hope I haven't done everything. <laughs> I still got a few years back <laughs> to, to live here yeah? and but then you're working on a new project correct with um, it's called Musico uh, it's not my project. Uh, it's uh, two young entrepreneurs from Israel, really great guys, uh, young guys. Uh, first of all, they did some really, uh, they did some tech stuff in the Israeli army, and usually when you do tech there, you get out with a lot of capabilities. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a very uh, able musician. The other is his best friend from childhood, and I just met them. You know, usually... When you talk to VCs, they say we invest in uh, entrepreneurs and we invest in people, but uh, the reality is that they, what they do is risk management. They care about people, but more so they care about the, the risk. 
but these two people, I don't know whether this project would be a huge success or not. I hope it will, but for sure they will be successful. They're extraordinary uh, young guys who are extremely hardworking, very intelligent, very original. So first of all, when I met them, I, I thought that it would be very enriching for me to spend time with them. Because it's, you know, it's not like always that the experienced one helps the younger one. It's, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the opposite because you get a lot of uh, you know, different perspective, mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, angle and all that. So I started spending time with them and um, kind of gradually discovered the musical project. Mm -hmm. The musical project is a very simple type of um, project by essence, but when you talk about technology, not so simple. It gives the ability of musicians and creators all over the globe, all over the world, to co-create, meaning let's say you're a bass player and you lay down a really nice fat bass line and you want somebody to put a percussion over that and somebody to put keyboards and then a vocal. Uh, one way to do it is just go to a studio as you did in the old days, but uh, what music offers is just an open platform. You can lay down your track, other people could uh, experiment and put some stuff over it you could choose stuff that is already, already existing and put your music on it and create, co and create a community of co-creation mm -hmm. that would uh, enable people to do new type of uh, tracks on a collaborative, and the tools there are enabled to do pitch correction, rhythm corrections, uh, to very easily edit the, 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 the snippets, the, the, the segments. And, and, un and package it very nicely and then as you do these days because everything is sold on streaming platforms and all that mm -hmm. when the truck is ready you can instantly ship it out and find it uh, almost immediately you know mm -hmm. provided on the aggregation uh, uh, restrictions but you can find it pretty fast on on streaming services or YouTube or whatever it is that is out there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Musical build this platform and right now it's aimed at two main uh, targets. One is the musicians, as I've said, but the other, and I think this is really interesting, is to create an alternative or another avenue for music schools like universities or uh, institutions that want to offer their uh, students uh, the ability to deepen their collaborations outside school, outside of curriculum. So let's say people study, I don't know, music business, but pick a little bit on the guitar mm -hmm. and want to kind of collaborate with the classmates. So uh, the school could, could offer kind of a closed uh, arena for people to experiment and co-create and maybe even add it to the curriculum and create something really interesting uh, that could create a social engagement mm -hmm. which could uh, really benefit the, the school activities. And I think it's, it's progressing really nicely. Now mm -hmm. uh, Music has finished uh, the first version. We start in a little bit of marketing and user acquisition and mm -hmm. experimenting, see how it goes. I really, like you guys must have posted like a YouTube video about like demonstrating how it works. And well, it's, feel, yeah. it's quite possibly one of the coolest videos I've ever seen. Like it's mm -hmm. a really cool concept. But I think like the biggest thing that stuck out in my mind is like, what if someone wants to release it? Like, how does like copyright and licensing? How does that work? Because you don't know these people, mm -hmm. and like there yeah. could be some people being like, "No, I don't want you to use my baseline because it's mine, and I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want it to be out there." Like, what what yeah. kind of goes into that? Yeah, first of all, good question. Uh, there's a difference. If I want to take, uh, I don't know, a Stevie Wonder track, 
I, I can only do it with permission mm -hmm. because, you know, it's copyrighted. It's run by a publishing company. It could be Sony ATV, Warner Chapel, whatever. Mm -hmm. If I go to collaboration platform and terms and conditions uh, are that people can use what is it that you put out there, mm -hmm. then you know that people... If you don't want people to use the content, then just don't join the community. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the rules of the engagement there, you know? So it's different. People tend to... First of all, you, you need to understand that... I'll give an example. In the electronic music scene, it's very, very common. People borrow and mix and remix and all that. And, pe and people care very little, you know, unless they're very famous. But even then, the ability or the, the openness of, for, for musicians to co-create and share and give and not uh, sue immediately is very much out there because the whole uh, perception is different. We are very much aware of those uh, restrictions of, you know, don't take 30 seconds off because there were so many in the song culture, in the popular song culture, it was very much connected uh, directly to money. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, the George Harrison famous uh, My Sweet Lord. And yeah. mm -hmm. right now there was even a happy birthday lawsuit and a story yeah. to yeah. heaven lawsuit. And there are many, many... Uh, but this is kind of a troll culture, you know, that I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's a positive thing to rip somebody off his creation, but I'm saying it's, people are really, really aware of that. So they guard uh, those rules around mm -hmm. copyright rules, you know. Mm -hmm. In the culture of co-creation, like, there's so many other cultures like that, you know, of economy of sharing, you know, let's say I, I buy a car and I don't use it, so I let people use it the times that I don't use it. Mm -hmm. The basic element there is that you share and you create something together and you don't even always think about the bottom line of it, you think about the common good of it. Mm -hmm. uh, in this type of environment here, first of all, you know, there could be a case where massive tracks would evolve out of it and people would make money. Potentially, it could happen, mm -hmm. but that's not like the core essence there. The core essence is for people to express themselves and do it together. And as I look at it, it's more important for people to co-create than to people and guard and protect. If you want to guard and protect, you have your ways to do it. You go and sign as a songwriter. You go up to, uh, I don't know what's called here in Nashville, there's this street with all those publishing Music companies. Row. Music Row. Mm -hmm. Go to Music Row, knock on somebody's door, register. They'll right. protect you. They'll sue everybody, right. mm -hmm. and they'll do it really well. No, I'm not saying that that's a culture that I totally respect, and I make a lot of money from that. Mm -hmm. That's good. But there's an alternative there. Mm -hmm. It already happens in the electronic music that people really want, first and foremost, to just co-create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we have Creative Commons. Creative yes. Commons is, is almost similar to that. Yeah. You go out to space and you say, I've put in my content out there. Exactly. I, I'll tell you even more. Uh, there is a culture, even in the music, you know, I've contacted a really big channel of uh, chill, chill music. It's like electronic, down-tempo mm -hmm. type of mm -hmm. nice atmosphere, like you hear in yoga studios. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are many people out there who, even if you offer them money, they wouldn't take it because their their um, the motto is creative commons. Yeah, they right. just want people to share. If you tell them that uh, you want to pay them, it's against what they're trying to do there. You know. Right. So. Um, I'm not saying that what, you're, what you've asked, and I've answered a very long answer, but <laughs> what, the, what you've asked is not a, a hurdle here, but, you know, that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to help musicians, which are mostly amateur, 
collaborate and co-create. Now, if one of those musicians would think, hey, I could make a living out of that, mm -hmm. then he has a choice to go yeah. protect his, his, his uh, whatever he, is it that he does and uh, then uh, create restrictions. Right. That's right. not the game right, that we're talking about. Right. Um, I guess I should have asked this before because we kind of touched on it briefly, but um, what is your role in this project? I mean, because no, obviously I'm, you didn't found it, but like... I'm, I'm just an advisor. You're I'm, just an advisor? I'm, I'm on the advisory board. I'm a small uh, shareholder in the company, but most of all, I'm, I'm a huge fan, you know? Mm -hmm. I see two young people. You know, I'm not that old, but I'm not 26 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there are lots of uh, advantages to that. Sometimes there are less, but... When I see, two, I see two people like the founders of this company, who I think has got the energy in the right place and the heart in the right place, what I want is to bring my experience and to, first of all, protect them and maybe potentially uh, help them make less mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the other is to, I don't know, enjoy this energy of creation and maybe do some co-creation with them. So mm -hmm. my role is, well, it's, it's not, I'm not, uh, I don't have a big role in that, but I hope they succeed. Mm. It's I mean, just looking at it, like, I don't create music so much anymore, but it definitely, like, almost, like, sparked a fire in myself where I was like, I think I would try this. Mm -hmm. Even, it might sound terrible, but I would love to try something I like hope this. so. Mm -hmm. And I, I know so. a lot of people who would be so interested. Like, I was talking to some of the girls with us on this trip, and I was kind of explaining what the website was to them last night, and they were like, whoa. Like, for people who have no idea how to use, like, Pro Tools or, like, mm -hmm. don't play an instrument, mm -hmm. it's, like, perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. they kind of scratch that creative itch. And imagine people who just have, uh, you know, they have ten they don't play an instrument well, but they could lay really nice top lines, you know, exactly. and stuff, stuff like that. So they could contribute, you know, when kids play in the kindergarten, they don't judge, you know, somebody knows how to draw well, and the other is funny, and the third thing is an organizer, and the other just, you know, and I think this lack of, uh, we tend to jump to the bottom line quite fast yeah. and sometimes just fun to do stuff together you know mm -hmm. not always um, because you know somebody told me yesterday something about his uh, kind of uh, marriage status or whatever that he was he, he was always thinking about what could go wrong and then this guy stopped him and said why for change don't you think about what could go right mm -hmm. right you know, it, it might be a change, you know, think about how lucky you are to be in such a situation, you know, surrounded mm -hmm. by love and so much uh, positivity. And if you think about what could get, go wrong, you might be in a good place to protect, <laughs> but you'll be really, you know, mm -hmm. closing yourself up, you know. So I think, you know, I think the music industry, you look at the big companies, too many lawyers. And yeah. the, 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 the reason they're there is to protect, but, you know, they prevent too. They prevent a lot of. Uh, I understand why it is like that. It's corporate, but yeah. you know, they prevent a lot of the flow, Absolutely. a lot of the potential. You know. Can you talk a little bit about the Israeli music business? Yeah. Israeli music business. First of all, as weird as it may sound, Israel is now almost nine million people living in Israel. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the money that Israel generates, even the global music industry, I would say that countries even double or three times as big as Israel don't generate so much. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a, the thing is that Israel is a very, in many ways, it's a regulated, uh, law-abiding, organized country. You know, so uh, if you compare it, let's say, to East Europe or you compare it to India or the Far East or Africa, 
mm -hmm. then you know I, I would say that Israel generates from a publishing or a neighboring rights perspective more money than maybe I don't know if all Africa but most Africa mm -hmm. so uh, so I think, and it's a very digital savvy market, and it's a very technical aware market. So like uh, smartphone penetration is crazy. It's always been like that. Um, and the market, I think it's mostly domestic, 60-40 or 55-45 yeah, uh, in favor of domestic catalog. Domestic. Uh, which is Israeli music, most of it popular Israeli music, but uh, the international uh, presence, primarily English-based music, primarily American music, uh, is very dominant. American um, uh, artists come there, you know, uh, all the, well, a lot of big names come there, Justin Timberlake and Beyonce mm -hmm. and uh, everyone, you know, come there and play uh, park concerts. And you what know, kind of park concerts? Yeah, outside. Like big, like, yeah. Yeah. Like outdoor there, stadiums? There, yeah. We have stadiums. Uh, you know, it's not a big country, it's small by size, mm -hmm. but in Tel Aviv, there's a huge park where you can host tens of thousands of people. So mm -hmm. uh, people play there. Where are the big markets? Tel Aviv? Where else where would you say the top three or four markets within Israel are? Yeah, it's, we don't uh, look at it like this because okay. Israel is so small that, uh, you know, Tel Aviv is the big metropolis and then there's Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. All the other cities are uh, really small. Well, you know, it's not, not that small, but Israel and uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem are the big cities. Um, and they're both, uh, is, uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem are very cosmopolitan, like they're very international. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of tourists and all that. And, uh, you know, because uh, Israel is so connected, even by, uh, in so many levels, to the U.S., like everybody's connected to the U.S. culture, everybody's speaking English, and uh, there's lots of openness to, you know, traditionally it was... Uh, American rock and roll, but today it's even hip hop and rap and all those type of uh, things. The market is, uh, you know, the collection in terms of collecting to society is done very well. Physical totally disappeared. CDs almost don't exist. Um, radio is very popular and uh, um, royalties are collected well from the radio. Uh, mm -hmm. Publishing are col is, is collected very nice. We have societies which are uh, acting and performing very well. What's the name of your uh, ASCAP BMI? The ASCAP is called ACUM, A-C-U-M. That's, okay. the, that's the, the publishing collection society. We have one. There are two, but one of them is very small, uh, collecting society for neighboring rights, something you don't have in the U.S., but uh, mm -hmm. right. what we call IFPI, which is Radio Play Royalties. Yeah. It's called the, Feder the Music Federation, mm -hmm. and it's substantial. Uh, it's all uh, in Europe and in Israel, you collect uh, both publishing and radio airplay royalties. And streaming services, all of them now are in Israel. I run, uh, I have the franchise for a streaming service called Deezer, which is a French, uh, oh, really? yeah, oh, my no. company runs it. But the biggest one is Apple Music, and there's, there's Spotify and Deezer, and we have three local streaming services. And YouTube is very big, so it's, it's a very developed uh, mm. music market, lots mm -hmm. of touch points with the users. So mm -hmm. Deezer... Is, is, you use the word franchise. So is, it, is that basically what it is? You represent, you're the focal point for Deezer. Exactly. Which for people in the U.S. may not be as familiar with Deezer mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's not in the United States. It is in the U.S., but it's quite small. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's here. Um, 
these are you know is it just through sonos or something or no 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 you you can get it i don't i don't think they have a bundle here mm -hmm. with a mobile uh, dsp but uh, you can download it off the app store or android mm -hmm. play store or whatever it's a service you know today the i think the four main streaming services which are of course spotify apple music amazon which is kind of a different type of service right. it's a smaller one but very very big on the subscriber the spice stop part of the prime right. package yeah. and then there's a uh, deezer basically all of them in terms of the basic service are very much the same everyone took you know spotify is very much playlist based apple is part of the apple ecosystem and deezer is very music oriented high quality very very vast catalog and it's uh, present in more than 180 global markets so it's very international Lots of Arabic music, lots of Spanish music, lots mm. of eclectic music. And yeah, it's an interesting project that we took on ourselves to, to penetrate the Israeli market with Deezer. Let's see, you know, that's a marathon, it's not a sprint. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll know in like two, three years. So your company talked mm -hmm. to Deezer and, and said, let us be the company that's going to run yeah. it in so Israel. Yeah, we have a lot of, uh, you know, our expertise is because we are an ex expert in representing international uh, entities in Israel. There's lots of, you know, legal issues and collection issues and copyright issues and all that. Mm -hmm. We did the same with Deezer. We've known these guys for many, many years. We know mm -hmm. all of them. So, you know, we sat with a few others. We, we signed a deal with Deezer, and we'll see how this unfolds. Mm. Huh. Well, it's yeah. really interesting. Ra radio, oh. do you mind if I ask oh, one no, question? Go ahead. Radio in yeah. Israel, is it, is it more similar to the UK, where there are government-run stations, or is it more similar to the United States, where it's conglomerates right. and no, free terrestrial? It's, uh, I would say it's both. Mm -hmm. the, our uh, government-run radio, traditionally, it was only government, and there's one army station, which is, it has nothing to do with the army, but it's called, <laughs> it's run by the army, but it's like a regular station, popular and all that. But um, I think like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, they deregulated and they opened up the market to private stations. So we have both. Mm -hmm. Private stations are what we call local stations because they are restricted. They cannot transmit. I think it's like the U.S. If you have mm -hmm. a local station, then you need to be local. So we have uh, the government, what used to be the government stations, this, that was privatized later too. They, they are um, a country-based like, uh, station. Mm -hmm. And then we have maybe 14 local ones. And there's the army station. So all in all, I think the main stations, we have something in the area of 20. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are, uh, you know, like the, the government stations, which have gone private, have TV stations too. And um, all the others, and all are active on the web and mobile with apps and all that. So uh, it's a pretty rich market. And, you know, it's segmentized because there are lots of uh, religious stations, like Jewish religious, mm -hmm. some Arabic, and some that have a specific genre, specific type of uh, radio, like popular music or stuff like that. So it's very, people listen to the radio mostly in their cars, but because mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of uh, traffic, and you spend a lot of time in your car, then you, you listen to radio. radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. Best. Yeah. Do you have any other questions about? Um, actually, I think you covered it. I was really that really surprises me about Deezer, because like mm -hmm. I knew that was a really really big in Europe. I mean, 
because we've talked about before how Spotify is huge like here and then in a few like random other countries but I didn't think that mm-hmm. Deezer was as big as Spotify no it's not it's not even close mm-hmm. right in terms of size mm-hmm. no Spotify is now close to 100 million subscribers right. Deezer yeah. is not even 20 and right. Apple they've just announced they're more they have more than 40 and four, 140 are paying. Deezer is less than 20 total free. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much pain are on Deezer, but no. Mm-hmm. It's, I think Spotify is more than 10 times bigger than, right. than Deezer, if, even more. I just think it's interesting how it's like more popular, I guess, in some countries than others. Of like, course. Mm-hmm. Originally, Deezer was the biggest service in France. Yeah. But I don't know whether it's still the biggest, but it's, it was a French service. So, you know, people know what they know. Mm-hmm. And when they install, they mm-hmm. don't. They have no tendency to uninstall. They go with what they know. Right. So it's very market specific. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess like my closing question would be like, do you have any more particular projects that you're thinking that you want to join on to? Because obviously you see one and go for <laughs> it. Um, I have a lot of things that I'm thinking about, but uh, you know, uh, trying to stay curious. Um, you know, <laughs> s- seen stuff. You know, I came all the way here, so let's see. There you but, go. You uh, never know what's going to happen. At I love Nashville. Days. I love this place. I came here a few times. I love this place. People are very nice here, and uh, you know, it's a music city. Yeah. And the weather is like home. Yeah, this week so, definitely. Uh, food is good, so you know. <laughs> I always think that people have a very uh, well. When they think about the U.S., they tend to think about New York, L.A., maybe San Francisco and all that. And then you go to, I wouldn't say rural areas, but places like, you know, I've been to South by to Austin a few times and here. And I've been to, well, even Detroit and and Seattle. And you see something totally different, you know. Mm -hmm. People are so, like... The people are uh, very intrigued and uh, more gentle and they mm-hmm. have time and patience and all that and it's not like hardcore and uh, this type of uh, of America for me is like more uh, more interesting mm-hmm. in a way it's a big country it's yeah. a big country right. and right. lots of people and uh, mm-hmm. here you got the time maybe to speak to somebody you know yeah, that's right. That's true. Well, it was nice of you taking the time to speak with yes. us. Yes, absolutely. What a great segue to end yeah. all this. And by the way, to me, what I think the biggest nugget of wisdom from you, uh, of all these different things you talked about, was uh, stay curious. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you never know what opportunity may be right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You never yeah. know, period. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. yeah. It's very true. I love that. Yeah. That's right. Guys, so, thanks for your time, guys. Yeah, we want to do So, that is it with Omri. Henri Dolier. I added extra letters in your last name. Yeah, so thank you very much. It was so good. Our French because of Deezer. He's become our Frenchman. We're out? We're almost out. Because at the end of every show... Oh, sorry. He came from Israel. And now he's leaving his French. That's right. So at the end of every show, we don't say hello. At the end of every show, we actually have to utter another word from another language, but it's not French. The word is... Adios! Nice.
Hey Dave, what do Paul Sinclair from Atlantic, Tom Hefter from Ticketmaster, Rosie Lopez from Tommy Boy, and Heather Ellis from Pandora all have in common? They're all big wigs in the music and entertainment industry, Esteban. And they all hate warm beer. And they've all been guests on the Music Biz 101 and More radio show at 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Bingo. If you want to learn more about the music and entertainment biz, tweet in a question and tune in every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock to Music, music Biz 101 and More on Brave New Radio. radio. 